Like a lot of people, over the last few years I've started to accumulate a lot of portable speakers. I've got some blue thing, a grey one, and one or two others, and while they look different, they all have one thing in common. I start using it, things are going okay, but then the connection starts to get a bit spotty, the battery runs down quickly, and I'm frustrated and I start looking around to buy a new one, a reliable one. Finally, I think I've found one that will end that frustration. Because thanks to Sonos, I've been using their wireless streaming smart speaker and it is awesome. Cool design, lightweight and portable. So when I move around my house from room to room or even when I go outside and wash the car, I take my Sonos with me. It's so easy to set up and charge and has a long battery life, which is so important. It means I can rock out all day without having to worry about recharging, which right now, considering how much time I'm spending at home, is great. Sonos works with all your streaming services and control is simple with the Sonos app. Apple AirPlay 2 or your voice using Amazon Alexa or Google Assistant while on Wi-Fi. You can also stream thousands of stations including live radio from around the world and original programming free from Sonos Radio through the app. So go to Sonos.com, S-O-N-O-S.com to learn more and get your Sonos move today. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart. I saw that. Brick killed a guy. Did you throw a trident? Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. I'm proud of you fellas. You all kept your head on a swivel, and that's what you gotta do when you find yourself in a vicious cockfight. Good evening, Sweet World, and welcome to a bonus edition of the Bubble Wrap. We're here to recap the NBA action from Friday, September 11th in Disney World, specifically Game 7 between the Raptors and Celtics. And by God, would I love to throw a trident at somebody right now. (laughs) Shout out to everyone joining us live on YouTube. We see you and or everyone catching the classic over the weekend on the Athletic Network or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to us. I'm J.E. Skeets, and joining us here tonight, as always, we got Tass Mellons. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey hey yo. We've got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mmm. Mm. Last but not least, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is. And here we are. We actually have uh, some other house news to get to a little bit later in the show. Hmm. Allegedly a little bubble boom boom room mm. there, Lee. And we're going to break down our weekend podcast schedule for you, what you guys can expect to hear as we get ready for, uh, well, at least the conference finals in the East. But yeah, let's get into game seven. It was a dog fight. They're always ugly. They're never pretty. Tatum and the Celtics, though, knock off the Raptors in game seven to advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. Congratulations to the Beantown boys. <laughs> Hell of a win. It wasn't pretty from the Raptors, but, uh, you know, look, the best player on the floor task, Jason Tatum, and uh, they got it done. In the end, they held on. I couldn't even believe that the Raptors were in this game, if I'm being quite yeah. uh, quite honest with you. I, I, I couldn't believe they had a couple chances late because they did not play all that well. But what do no. you? What was your big takeaway? Yeah. No, that that's the thing. It's easy to just say, "Hey, this team had the best player in the series, and that's why they won in the Boston Celtics." But the Raptors just had 
far more of the worst players in the series in this particular game. And that's what happened for me. They just made mistake after mistake after mistake. You can go up and down their lineup. And it's sort of a win that they got this far with a bad Pascal Siakam throughout the series. He was just not right throughout the series. Uh, We can go play by play, but the Boston Celtics just made a few more clutch ones down the stretch. The Marcus Smart, monstrous block, obviously the offensive rebound from Jason Tatum. I I almost I don't feel as bad as I thought I would because the Raps didn't deserve to win this game whatsoever. <laughs> there there wasn't there wasn't anything close about it. Even if the score was close, uh, the, the Celtics did miss a lot of open looks. Uh, it, it felt like in this game. And uh, again, you can go up and down the lineup. Just just because Fred Van Vliet led the team in scoring doesn't mean he had a good night. Uh, I thought he made a, a bunch of bad decisions. Kyle wasn't Kyle. He he fouled himself out with that. Not just, not the one on Grant Williams at the end, but 3.30 left, hits Marcus Smart with one and a half seconds left on the shot clock. What are you doing? He came into the fourth quarter with two fouls, and he had four fouls in the fourth quarter. Um, so I, I don't know what happened to Pascal Siakam, um, but uh, the, the Celtics definitely deserve this victory. They definitely deserve it. It is miraculous that it's a five-point win. It doesn't make sense. It really, it logically, how, uh, with the with the live ball turnovers the Raps had, throwing it in the backcourt, giving up 23 fast break points? How? Who? How you can't you can't even come close to winning a you know a, generally a playoff game with those kind of numbers and this is a game seven you don't yeah. allow twenty three points and the points off turnovers I, I you know we I, I I look at the free throws obviously that's where the Raps made up a lot well they only made up four points in the end uh, I don't know I don't know <laughs> how me, this happened let me say this let me say this I think it was a little ironic that after game six the huge win from the Raps I talked about how you're gonna have to take this series from the Raptors the defending champions they're not gonna just give it to you you gotta take it Celtics in the end the Raptors sort of gave it to them uh, in game 7 there was a lot of turnovers there there was a lot of here you go Hey, take that one. Uh, so that that sucked, as of course a Raptors fan, to see the, what was it, 18 turnovers in the end. A lot, like Tass said, of the live ball variety uh, tray. It was, it was not a great Raps performance. And, uh, you know, again, congratulations to the Celtics and the B-Town boys. I think they proved that they were the better team overall throughout this series. Uh, I mean, they, we could have, hell, we could have seen a sweep, you know, if OG doesn't hit the crazy three off that Kyle pass. But the Raptors are a resilient bunch, but this was just a... It was a it was a pretty deflating uh, game seven on their part. Even though they were down a couple times and got back into it, just never really felt like they had this one. Yeah, you just had to keep falling back on never underestimate the heart of a champion, right? Because yeah. it didn't feel like the game was actually at hand for the Raptors, even though they kept getting it close. You thought maybe something crazy will happen. It's happened twice before in this series, mm. uh, but ultimately it just didn't come to be because. Uh, the Celtics made some incredible plays down the stretch, little uh, little clutch plays that added up to winning uh, in a Game 7. You know, we're talking about a Jason Tatum offensive rebound, the Marcus Smart block, huge minutes from a rookie and Grant Williams down the stretch. Like, those are the things that the Raptors have done throughout this uh, season where they've been such a resilient team. The Celtics did it a little bit better tonight, and Kyle Lowry just couldn't really get on track. And with Siakam struggling and Van Vliet having an okay game, with Lowry not being able to have a huge game, the Raptors were uh, in a tough spot, especially when Lowry uh, finally went out with fouls there at the end. 
the uh oh we lost Skeetsy. he's out he's had enough of us i think <laughs> but, uh, there was a period there i think bruce arthur tweeted that the raptors gave up a 15 to 2 period to the celtics and a 13 to 0 period to the celtics if they're doing that i mean you're giving up 28 to 2 points over any sort of period of this game it's just very hard to stay in touch and the fact that the raptors even got close enough to win is is pretty remarkable really so um, i think we all knew that the raptors weren't going to get blown out in this game they were going to scrap for everything but the Celtics just had better defense. I mean, their defense, I thought, tonight was oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then on the offensive end, I mean, they, they tightened up a little bit there in the last couple of minutes, the Celtics. They couldn't quite get the shots they were looking for in the baskets they were trying to get. But uh, overall, their defense, I mean, the Raptors, how many tough contested shots did the Raptors have to take? And made a few. They did make a few. Uh, but overall, that was the thing. I think Boston's defense was just too good. And Pascal, this series just had to end for him anyway tonight. <laughs> he uh, look, he 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 he, he <laughs> back to when, the lab. When you see Grant Williams out there, you know the rookie, you got to go at him, and he did, and he scored on him. But Grant Williams actually played okay defense for for a young guy out there as well. But uh, that was the thing. The, the the weak the weak links for the Celtics on defense were Kemba and and when Williams was out there, and Tice when he was in a bit of foul trouble, and the Raptors tried to exploit them. But any time it was Smart Brown or Tatum. It felt like they turned it over, missed the shot, took a bad shot, and the Celtics just seemed to just run the ball down the other end. And uh, and, and Marcus Smart, I mean, he he was fantastic again for them everywhere. Every every possession he's on, he seems to try to create something. Sometimes he goes over the top and gets called for fouls, but sometimes he just creates out of nothing for his team. Um, so the Celtics, they, they absolutely deserve to win tonight. They, they were fantastic. And Jason Tatum, I mean... We knew he was good in Game 7s when he dunked on LeBron in his first Game mm. 7. They lose that game. But tonight, uh, he was incredible. Hit huge shots for them. I know he missed a couple of free throws there late. But overall, he was like on the he star. He was by far the best player yeah, on the floor easily, tonight. Easily. I mean, it wasn't even close. And yeah, yeah Siakam, you knew it was going to be another rough night for him. Okay. First quarter, uh, about a minute and a half or so in, he couldn't score on Kemba Walker in the post. Mm. He, missed a bu- <laughs> he missed the bunny there. And uh, it, and it got worse. Uh, I don't even know. You know, look at his box score, and you're like 13, 11, 5 of 11. Okay, but then the five turnovers, just garbage turnovers. I don't know what he needs to work on more. Um, adding some size, some strength, because he gets bullied around in there. He doesn't budge a lot of these guys, like especially Jalen Brown. He wasn't budging them. He turns the ball over. He needs a better handle. We've talked about that before. It's uh, it's that that might be the worst thing I think that, or that, at least the thing he's got to work on. And then the other part is the passing. It's uh, it's pretty predictable, mm. Trey. I mean, you can see them coming a mile away after the couple spin moves don't work, and the guy doesn't move all that much, and he doesn't feel uh, comfortable with just flipping it up there. He's gonna just try and kick to a corner, and the Celtics wisely were like they were ready for it. I mean, how many times did he do that tonight? It was three or four at least. It felt like. I'll uh, call him Skull Siakam because the pass doesn't come easily. It's like you were saying. It seemed like they were almost baiting him into that pass in mm-hmm. the corner that uh, Smart stole a couple of times. Uh, it looked like, you know, Siakam had added a counter. The spin move is great, but, you know, they're ready for the spin move. So you're yeah. going to add a counter to the counter. And then, like you're saying, <laughs> the playmaking and, and a reliable jump shot. It's like anytime he scored, he had that tip in late in the game where it was like, oh, was that quickly an offensive rebound or uh, offensive interference? Even that, it was like a struggle to get the ball up to the hoop. He nearly traveled to get that one up. He was just out of sorts. Um, so, you know, that's how the Celtics ended up winning this series. Their best player, their leading scorer, showed up in their Game 7. 
didn't happen for the Raptors. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's isn't it a miracle that the Raps get to a final minute of a game seven when, yeah. when their best player for sure wasn't even close to what he was. And I disagree that he. We don't know what he has to work on, or, or it just, he just wasn't himself. Uh, he's got a way better handle. He's got. Way, I think he can move guys. He was getting to the rim. He just couldn't finish. Uh, and yeah, the the passing was bad. There's no doubt. Uh, but he could shoot coming into this bubble, uh, and he just he abandoned that. Uh, it. Uh, he just was not himself. This is the greatest mystery, uh, I think, in, in Raptors modern history. You know, maybe <laughs> oh, maybe modern Vince Raptors was, history. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think there's there's a 25 rap, year Raptor history. I think. Modern is like the last 19 or so. The first six is like Vince. It's all Vince. Uh, and and this was just, where did he go? Uh, yeah, you mentioned that the shot over Kemba. And then the, the next time, he was in the corner and Jalen Brown gave him the baseline. He got to the rim. He had space. And he kind of spun out of taking a, uh, or getting a foul. It, it, I think he, though, that, he I just think that wasn't comes, right. I think that comes down though to the psychological part of this yeah, series, where no he doubt. just, you know, where he would go in and he would like they would steal the ball, he would miss the shot, he would fumble it, he would do something. So, that, you know, that's what happens. Your confidence gets rocked like that, and uh, and you could just see it. He he wasn't shooting with confidence at all these last couple of games. He got a couple of those layups, but no, I, I mean maybe one field goal sort of that was just uh, when did he ever string together like two or three good possessions no he didn't he did all series i mean yeah he hit a shot every once in a while everyone was hitting a shot every once in a while he could never as the star player as their guy and i sort of disagree a little bit tass he got worse as the year went on i know it's an eternity ago now he was awesome for the first month and a half first six weeks he got worse and worse and worse and worse now, what happened there? I don't know. Like, it was the, uh, the pressure of being the go-to guy, getting to him. Uh, we've talked before about, like, it's one thing to be the go-to guy for a month, try doing it for, you know, all generally 82 games and into the playoff. I don't, I don't know. But he did get worse and worse as the season went on, and it just got even worse in the bubble, unfortunately, because he was never, ever what he was at the start of the year or, of course, last year when he was in a smaller role. And maybe, you know, that gives you a little bit of pause as a Raps fan Maybe he needs to be in a much smaller role. Because um, Nurse, it felt like throughout this entire series, was like, okay, at some point, this guy's got to get going. At some point, he's got to explode for 25 or 30. I don't know how, but he's got to. And he just it just never happened. And again, a huge part of that is uh, incredible defense. Incredible defense. And I'll say even with Siakam tonight, I didn't even think his defense was at the elite level. It had been at least in a lot of these games where he was still uh, struggling to score the ball. I thought he was even a little slip, a step slow on that end tonight, and maybe yeah, it's sluggish or whatever. So, yeah. it's a it's 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 a little rough. I think this was a great year from the Raptors. I don't want to discredit it because you know you lose Kawhi Leonard, you lose the Finals MVP, a guy that's considered one of the best players in the league. Still, you see what he's doing in the Clippers. You lose that, and you're still a number two seed. You're still in a Game Seven. You know, with the possibility to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, they're resilient. As fuck, man. They make me want to like run an ultra marathon, build a log cabin or something. They are inspiring. This game seven wasn't, but they are generally. But moving forward as Siakam as your star player, uh, you know, Lowry's getting no younger. Uh, You don't really see anyone else. Van Vliet, uh, sorry, he's not going to be a star player. He's going to be a nice complimentary player. starter but yeah i wonder what van vliet played himself into contract wise because it, it felt like coming into the playoffs he was you know knocking on max door and then he had some ups and downs in this series he almost yeah. played himself out of it but then he had a good night tonight i i, I guess it kind of goes back to that the the median not crazy max man 
but also going to get paid, yeah, you know, in the twenty-ish million dollar range because uh, that's that feels like it's right for Fred. Um, but I think he's going to uh, he's going to try something anew, a new team. Uh, see, you know, try <laughs> his hat, try his hat at being sort of a number one guy uh, that that teams can go to. And and they they tried to force feed him. I think at the end of the game. As uh, you know, that the bad, three pointer, the bad three. that moon ball three pointer. Whoa, Grant Williams put a little extra loft on that one. Uh, yeah, good, Grant good Williams, though, good D, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah the there was nothing happening. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he yeah. had to shoot it. it I mean, at that point, yeah. 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 It was too bad Kyle wasn't on the floor for that. But it was typical ugly game seven team yeah. that makes a few of the less or fewer mistakes, ends up with the victory. And yeah, the best player obviously was Tatum on the floor. And uh, the Marcus Smart block was just, it's memorable. It's, it's just oh, memorable seeing a man's hand get pinned instead of a basketball. <laughs> uh, I'm going to remember that forever. As our friend Bo Estes tweeted, the highlight man for, for NBA.com. He's never seen that before. And, uh, <laughs> He's never seen what before? A hand pinned against the backboard. <laughs> oh, is like Specifically the hand. hand. Yeah, okay, okay. The smart, smart pinned Nathan, Nathan Powell, Norman Powell <laughs> right, against the, see, uh, okay. the backboard. Pinned hand. Don't know if I've ever Pretty seen rare. it before. What do you think about that play, Tass? Norm pushing it in transition. I mean, I know he's had success with that even in this series. That's a thing Norm does. Um, but you know, again, <laughs> is it is it, do you second guess that a little bit now? I know that's nah. Minutes, right? It's no. the highs and lows of Norm and Smart with an incredible block because Norm was direct lining it to the backboard. He was just getting it to the backboard. The ball was in his hands, and he wasn't going to let any airspace between the ball and the backboard. He wasn't going to flick it up. He was directly trying to put it on the glass. And an incredible block by Marcus Smart. You guys were talking about the the Pascal Siakam uh, turnovers to Smart. How many times did that guy come up with big play after big play after big play? Yeah, and he, he just... He does it effortlessly in a way. I mean, he's given a lot of effort, but it's like it's uh, he doesn't have to think about anything. He's just in the right place at the freaking right time. It just comes to him. So he was the most impressive player on the defensive end, and they had the most impressive player on the offensive end. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, Skeets, when it comes down to it. I don't know why. There's just, I guess, another billion mistakes that that top that in terms of the, the Raptors' hierarchy of uh, boo-boos in this game. But I also, could. I think the Raptors having a championship, it's not like year after year of just like it <laughs> falling course. apart in the playoffs. It's like, yeah, you sit yeah, back, man, we true. got the champion. We won one. You We're know? still technically the defending champs. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we don't know not this over. bubble is going to be completed. Yeah. Now I'm cheering for that to happen. You know, I wish <laughs> we, uh, yeah. I'm going to talk to House, see if he knows anybody else that we can but, get in but, there and wreck we, the we got we got two guys with Raptors jerseys on that are sleeveless on the show right that, now. They're not even the Raptors fans, really. They're still <laughs> just jersey smart. fans. But, uh, but, you know, you're talking about modern history with the Raptors, and there was a time where it was like the playoffs were not kind to Toronto. You know, they didn't fight. They didn't show a lot of heart. You know, when you go back to that, uh, you know, the Chris Bosh days, and not, not to, you know, throw anyone under the bus here, but they could barely win a game in the first round. And now here they are, down 2-0, basically down 3-0, and they come back to within one possession of a game seven. They, right. I mean, this this franchise has heart and character now, and uh, that's not something they always had. So that I think is, I think why this loss doesn't hurt as bad because you can still be proud of the effort considering where they were and how badly they played. They they fought, they scrapped, even when things seemed to be going against the team, they just didn't lie down. And uh, and and you look at Kyle Lowry. I mean, 
you know, again, like he didn't have a great game tonight, but he tried things. He tried to get that boost inside when they oh needed the Oh my God, basket. do you have to say boost every time? <laughs> every you're, time. You're on an incredible <laughs> podcast run of saying boost. Well, it's probably going to end after this one tonight. So I've got to get a few more in. But uh, <laughs> but the thing is, again, you just see that passion and you see that like that team, they're fighting so hard. And it's like, okay, it, you can't do it forever. I mean, the fact they even won game three, <laughs> And then they won game six. It was a miracle, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, those those games you would lose 99 times out of 100, and they didn't. And, and we talked about this, Lee. I'm actually excited for the Celtics, too, because they're a likable team. They are. Oh, as yeah. much as I was booing against the B-Town boys in this series because I was cheering on my oh. raps, they are. I got a bunch of likable guys in Kemba, and then the young guys in Brown and Tatum, and, and Smart, of course, the way he plays. He's basically Lowry-like, you know? It's a, a guy leaving it all out there. They're fun to root for. Um, so now I think this is I know we're not going to get into our predictions yeah. but Heat Celtics is going to be another war isn't it oh, it's gonna be Smart great. and Jimmy yeah. Butler are going at each other I mean that's going to be right. great stuff to watch so yeah I'm, I'm excited I feel I feel like the Celtics are a worthy team to get in there and, and oh, yeah I mean this is going to be a great series yeah I mean I've been thinking the whole time whoever does win this series between the Raptors and Celtics so it's obviously Boston I like their chances against the Miami Heat. You've uh, been saying uh, this the whole time I said this after game one of the first yeah, yeah, round you of the playoffs. Did, you, did. you did, man. Uh, and do you, you still believe lock. it? I got my beans here, baby. Oh, you're locking it in. <laughs> I brought my beans. Yeah, of course I'm locking it in. I got to stick with it. I abandoned the Celtics tonight to support my friends. Uh, so <laughs> I got to pay some tribute to the Beantown boys. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but... Uh, Grant Williams and Rob Williams, they might be the Antonio and Dale Davis of this generation. You know, a couple of guys who have the same last name, but they're not related. They play the same position and they come in and just bash bodies. Both of those guys were impressive. The Celtics were just good from top to bottom tonight. That was a that was a great performance by them, you know, for an ugly game to get good plays out of smart and both of the Williams and a huge performance by Tatum and Kemba had a tough game, but he got rolling for a few minutes when it, he actually had a little bit of daylight to, yeah. to do his thing. You know, they just found their way to make the plays they needed to play. So the Celtics, they did it in a game seven, no doubt about it. And also yeah. shout out to Stevens for playing his guys too. I mean, I know the Raps do that and there some of their guys got big minutes, but look at the Celtics task. I mean, their guys, their main guys, their four best guys played all over 43 minutes, 43 or 44 minutes, Tatum, Walker, Smart, and Brown. That's how you do it, all right? Then you get your spot minutes. You play with your bigs. Tice, of course, is going to get into foul trouble. Yeah, there'll be a minute or two here for Wanamaker. Thank God Brad Wanamaker didn't <laughs> score tonight. That was a win for me. I can go to bed you know, peacefully tonight. I can lay my head down on that pillow knowing Brad Wanamaker didn't score a fucking <laughs> basket in Game 7 against my Raptors. But, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, you roll with these guys. It helps that they're young guys at that, I think, Tess. No doubt. Uh, they did the same thing in Game 6. It sure made a lot of sense. Yeah, same with the Raps. They did the same thing. I, I, I watched you know, Kemba Walker's game and how Nick Nurse took him away in Game 6 for a lot of it and Game 7 for a lot of it. Not that Eric Spolstrad needs any help in the next series, but I wonder if Nurse's box and one taking Kemba Walker away... Uh, him shooting one for seven from three, got it going for a few minutes there. I wonder if that's something you do against this team because uh, Jalen Brown uh, is not a three-point shooter right now. He's just so, so cold, and, and, and Tice is not going to shoot them, and you'll take your chances with Smart. If you can take Kembo away, uh, you know, it's just Tatum. Uh, and yeah. if you got one, you, you have so many defenders on the Heat side. Am I doing a preview right now? I don't that's know, but, but, I, but I think... Uh, I I think we always you know talk about the number ones on teams. Uh, Jalen Brown 
did enough from two point land to to get by, but Kemba Walker struggled again, uh, and it's 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 something that uh, I, Brad Stevens did a great job. This was a one point game going into the fourth quarter. It's astonishing to look back and think that, but uh, the first play they run isn't Kemba Walker up top because that wasn't working. They wanted a catch and shoot for him, so they set a down screen for him. He comes around a pick, no dribbling, my man, just fire. He hits. They go on a little run, and that's where the game sort of separated and you know, kind of, kind of ended there. But I think just to just to 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 dissect Kemba Walker's game there a little bit, um, it was it was interesting to see how they took him away for a long period of time. Just took away their their real great ball handler, and uh, Tatum did a good job of of setting up plays as as the ball handler himself. But that's something going forward that. Kemba's got a bust free. He's got in his first conference final. So congrats to Kemba Walker yep. for uh, for getting this far twice because this was his first second round appearance. Uh, so good for him. Yeah, I think it's going to be a little easier, though, because I don't want to discredit the Raptors defense, which kept them in half of these games because it sure wasn't their scoring capabilities that kept it close. So it's, you know, look, you're right. The Heat have defenders. They've you know, Obviously, you got Jimmy Butler. He is a dog. Um, you've got... Iguodala can play. You've got Crowder, obviously. He's a bigger guy, I know. But I think it's going to be a little bit easier for Kemba because there are other guys out there that the Heat are going to be forced to play, of course, because they want shooters out there and Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and stuff like that. I I think he's going to have a little bit more room to operate. I think it's going to be a... You know, you're not going to have OG bottling you up or Van Vliet and Lowry hounding you or whatever and the switchability as much. You're right. Mm -hmm. Heat are a great defense, but I think... You're going to be able to stop and pop there over Bam a couple times, and I still think he looks amazing. I still feel so confident giving the ball to Kemba and going, hey, man, we need a good shot. We need a good shot. You know, they're focusing right now on Tatum. The threes aren't falling. Get us something. And he's just so damn quick, and his handle is so damn tight that he can still get a decent look, even if it's not dropping from around the like the little mid-range there yeah. around the free throw line. So that'll be He fun might feel a little more free. He might feel a little I more free. So. Yeah. I think so. Anything else to add, I ask you gentlemen here, on the Celtics Raptors Game 7? No. All right. I, th- just well, I, thought, oh, I thought, let me let me throw this in here, because uh, home court advantage, I've heard, doesn't matter in the bubble. <laughs> that being said, I thought the best thing that the Raps did, and we didn't catch it on the ESPN broadcast, it was only broadcast in our home country of Canada uh, for a couple of us, uh, they broadcast last year's Game 5 National Anthem, where the fans were into it mm. and they uh, they got everybody pumped. They got people pumped. And uh, that's how you use home court advantage. That's how you get people mm. amped and into this game. I thought that was probably the best moment of the night for the Toronto Raptors. Home court also- advantage? Didn't everybody lose that yeah. was technically the home team in this series? Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Not really e. Burns in the chat is calling it the hobo sweep since the road team won every game. It's great. <laughs> I like it. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, let's add that to the lexicon there. The, For sure. Uh, the cliches when we were talking <laughs> about series. I also, did you see this task? This was cool. I know the Raptors were tweeting it out. They basically were doing a Jurassic um, parking lot, I guess is the best way to call mm-hmm. it. They're doing yeah. like a drive-in viewing party where because of obviously safety precautions with COVID and all that, you could pull up in your car, like a drive-in theater, have the big game on, you know, the rap score, boom, 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 hit the horn, stuff like that. They've been doing this for a while and they showed that again. Looked pretty cool. That's a great idea. And Jurassic mm-hmm. Parking Lot is not bad either. I mean, whoever came up with that, I don't know if they're actually calling it that, but uh, it's <laughs> pretty should. decent. They got, they got some of the best fans in the world and uh, that was pretty cool to see. I don't know if other teams have been doing that. I haven't seen any clips, but I know the raps uh, have done it for a couple games. 
They own the outdoor viewing parties. <laughs> they, they, do. Sure do. <laughs> they sure do. Canadians love to be outside when the weather's happy. Patio season. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, All right. Let's uh, take okay. uh, anything else to add to that? Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just going to grumble for a while. Marcus Gasol yeah. and Serge Ibaka playing together. I didn't like those Ooh, minutes in the second yeah. quarter. Ooh, that that hurt. They yeah, think Serge should have come in for pa- Pascal at the end there, though? Like when Siakam was just throwing the ball away? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Serge. I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so because Serge actually had a couple a of good Serge shouldn't have left. I don't yeah. think he should have left yeah. the floor. And, and Serge at least was getting baskets inside the paint, like sort of out muscling guys. I, I was a little surprised that he didn't know because at some point you think maybe just uh, Nick Nurse says, "All right, Pascal, come on, man, just sit down for this one." <laughs> I mean, on. we need to win, but uh, yeah, Marcus Ole, he was okay, but oh no, man, I, I get no, so I get so nervous when he has the ball because it's like they're just going to take it off him or he's going to throw it out. But he hit a, I think he hit two baskets, and I was like, oh, the veteran, the veteran, come on, Marky boy, <laughs> the veteran, oh, the veteran. <laughs> It but, worked uh, out in game six in, in minor minor spurts. Just yeah. t- top of the first, top of the third. We're playing a little baseball. <laughs> and, and, and just and that's it. Oh, uh, yeah. there, was, there was too much in that second quarter. Uh, but the Celtics just didn't. They didn't make mistakes. Uh, we can't. Uh, I know we're, we're moving on here. But yeah. before we go to another game, we got to get a Schumann stat in here. <laughs> or else it's yeah, not a No Dunks podcast. Celtics first live ball turnover of the game midway through the third quarter. Yeah. That's how you win these ugly, stinking things. Uh, and, and, yeah, that's that was monstrous, really. That was, that was big. Yeah, Nick Nurse, come on, man. Play your part. Get out there. Get in the corner. Get mm. them to throw <laughs> yeah. the ball at you. Everybody knows you throw to the guy in pants. Did you see uh, Brad Stevens was close to the line, so yeah. Serge Ibaka was yelling yeah. at the yeah. referee. Tee him up. That was pretty funny. Just final note. I just you made me think of this task. Nice. Uh, I want to talk I'm, about this I'm game in, of course, uh, we got a million of these WhatsApp groups going on, but I'm in one called It's Thomas Time. Excuse me? Uh, Is that Thomas, Thomas time? He hit a three yeah. Minutes. Yeah. It's called It's Thomas Time. It's, it's, a, it's a joke, obviously. Um, but anyway, it was so bad with Siakam that Ken... They were having a very small viewing party. It was like three or four of them. I think they were at Jay's house. He said, if Siakam hits a three, I'll shotgun a beer. I don't think he ever hit a three, did he? Nah. I don't think so. No beers nah. were shotgunned. I mean, he was like d- doing anything <laughs> he could. He's like, I will get absolutely drunk if this guy can just do anything here. And he just <laughs> couldn't. So like, now we got a sober Ken, and he's probably dead by now. <laughs> anyway. It was only Fred and Norm uh, and Matt Thomas, I think, who hit threes. Matt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maddie. Celtics Heat. We will talk about it probably on Monday's podcast, but uh, we'll again we'll set up the podcast schedule at the end of this one. All right, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors. Football is back this week, and I know nothing. In fact, Kevin O'Connor shared his fantasy football team yesterday on Twitter, guys. I saw his team, and I was like, I knew three guys, like tops. I knew Barkley. Saquon Barkley, if I'm even saying that correctly, I know he's a running back. Mike Evans and Carson Wentz, who I think is a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Evans is a wide receiver. Yeah. I'm so out of touch. I used to know a lot about football. Now I know nothing. I used to know Steve Tasker, and Bruce Smith, and Don Beebe and his giant helmet. He was the John Allroot of the NFL. Now I know nothing. But DraftKings can help you out, for sure. Because you know a lot more than me, so you want to play me in DraftKings because you'll beat me and take money. DraftKings are the leader in one-day fantasy sports because it puts you right in the center of this week's action with over $8 million. I thought that was a typo at first. $8 million are up for grabs across all of their contests. 
To kick off the season, DraftKings is giving new users a free shot at $1 million, that top prize, with your first deposit when you use the code MAYS, M-A-Y-S, during sign-up. So you can get in on the action now. You draft your lineup, you feel the sweat like never before. Yeah, every run, you're sweating. Every pass, you're sweating. (laughs) Every catch, you're sweating. You got to shower after every game you play with DraftKings. But (laughs) it's the best part of it. It's simple. You pick your lineup, you stay under the salary cap, and you see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the sweat. I love how they italicize sweat in this copy. It's like, we own own this. I'm surprised if they haven't trademarked this. The sweat of watching the game. Quite like having a shot at that million-dollar prize. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. So download the DraftKings app now and use the code MAYS, M-A-Y-S. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and compete at over $8 million. Guys, enter the code MAYS to get a free shot. Just do it at DraftKings. And uh, good luck. You're going to make it rain like you're at a strip club in Auckland with your old eight toes beside you. <laughs> making it rain with his toes. <laughs> Adelaide, not Auckland. Oh, is Adelaide. <laughs> Get it right. Whoops, yeah, I got yeah. the wrong country. Yeah. <laughs> but it was with eight toes, They're I'll giving them uh, away a million dollars for one of each of eight toes' eight toes. Yes, <laughs> that's right. million dollars. <laughs> Which toe are you going to win from all eight toes this weekend? Which one do you want? Do you want the crazy one or do you want one of the normal ones? Uh, minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com. For details, okay. Sign, sign up to DraftKings. It's easy. You're gonna beat Skeets. Doesn't know anything about football. You just I don't know nothing. you just James Loftoned up a softball for people <laughs> knock it out of the park. I know him. I remember yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put yeah. a Daryl Talley in Tass's column for that one. Nice. Oh baby, Cornelius Bennett. Don't have a, don't have a line, <laughs> but I'm just gonna say a name. <laughs> Kent Hall. Okay, the other game. Uh, did happen on Friday before the Raptors Celtics game <laughs> seven. It was the Nuggets staying alive, staying alive. Millsap helps the Nuggets rally to stun the Clippers. That's fair to say. 111, 105 in game five. They trail the series 3 2, but they still got a chance, Trey Kirby, all because <laughs> of Paul Millsap. Pissed off Paul. You don't mess with him. Are you kidding me? I thought this one was over. Uh, it was, what, a 12-point lead at half yep. for the Clippers? They were looking good. Kawhi Leonard was doing his thing, looking really impressive. The defense was all right. Uh, and Paul Millsap was honestly looking washed up in the first half. And then Marcus Morris went chin to chin with him. You never go chin to chin. Forehead to forehead, forehead, to forehead only. Forehead. He went chin to chin, and that set Paul Millsap off. 14 points in the third quarter. Uh, basically brought the Nuggets back into the game. They got into an incredible rhythm. And then eventually the Clippers just couldn't stop them. They stayed hot until the fourth quarter. And it was all because of Paul Millsap. Like, he's beefed with a Morris brother before. I don't really know which one it was. I think it was uh, Marquis, but I, right. that's not a guarantee. But sure. he has history with the family. Let's say that. And <laughs> it happened again tonight. And somehow it cost the Clippers the game. Pissing off, Paul. You don't do it in down in the bubble. It was, it was wild, amazing. man. It was, it was wild. Like Paul Millsap was getting dragged in the first half. He was looking terrible, and then you know they just unleashed the Hulk. Okay, <laughs> we've been doing this show obviously the entire time we've been down in the bubble. How many times have we said Paul Millsap? The entire run here of doing these podcasts. 
Not many. Not, Not many. many. Right. Uh, I would no. say maybe if you went and checked the tapes, we'll put Schumann on that one too. <laughs> probably <laughs> three times, maybe. Yeah. Two of them were probably think, like, where the hell's Paul Mills at? Well, I think we talked about him when he was talking trash to Donovan Mitchell because he blocked him and then Donovan yes, Mitchell hit a three yes. in his face on the next possession and won yes. the game for the Jazz. So, so that's other, one. Than that, other than that, I don't remember any other Paul Millsap. Yeah. Uh, and then here he, there, here he is. Lee gets yeah. into it with a Morris and then turns it on in the third quarter hits four or five shots five or six at the line and suddenly it was a game and then like Trey said a lot of their star guys then got it going and we can get to Michael Porter Jr. as well hitting the big three <laughs> didn't do much else after talking a, a big game after yeah. uh, the last loss but big three put him up five with like a minute and ten to go and then he had a block as well so yeah What'd so I did uh, after the third period I thought here's my little window to do my nighttime routine with my boys read some books have a sure. quick bath and then come back down get ready for the Raptors game and I oh, left will pretty- you have a quick bath or the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, that way your hair is always so slick <laughs> yeah well that yeah usually that is my routine I didn't like the nine o'clock start but I thought that's fine there's enough time here I know Kawhi's just going to finish this game off yeah. so it's fine so I came down and, I, and I'm looking at the score. And I'm like, what the hell happened here? Like Jokic hitting threes and Ma- Jamal Murray was hitting threes. And I was like, I, I can't believe the Clippers pissed this one down the drain. I mean, you could have entered the series night. You were up and they didn't do it. So I had to go back and watch then that last quarter yep. <laughs> while I was trying to sort of catch the Because I knew we were coming straight on afterwards. I'm like, this is no fun. So I'm really annoyed at the Clippers for, for not ending this game or <laughs> for at you. least not being blown out so that I could have been like, okay, the Nuggets deserve to win this game. So when right. you've got to go back and watch it, it's like, oh, God, now I have to go back and watch the rest of the game as well and try to find out the story. And it was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, it's tough. You know what? I feel so bad for you. Oh, you like should. You should. Tough. You should. I mean, yeah. uh, tonight was tonight was all about the Raptors-Celtics. I and mean, this, this, this Clippers-Nuggets game was like just a sideshow. It was like a... It was like the, you know, you have the pregame. Uh, it was like a, well, no, it was like an appetizer. Yeah. It'd be like yeah. an appetizer and, for the main course. But what, what appetizer was it, Lee? Uh, this was hummus. You know, it was like, okay, I'm not going <laughs> to eat too much of it. You know, I'll, I'll dip a little in there, but I'm not going to fill up on the hummus because hummus right. is fine, but it's got a ceiling as well. You know, how good it really can be. Uh, so, you know, tonight was, you know, like I was just like, you know, in Australian rules football, right, before the big game starts, yeah, you, you always have... always eat hummus. Yeah. No, 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 you oh. have the reserves, which is the, like the secondary team's Space. play. And that's what... Mm. And no one watches that. And that's what I thought that game was tonight. So uh, when I came out and I said, I mean, great, Nuggets are great. I'm, I'm happy that they... Their season isn't over, but it's like, did you have to do it tonight? When you've won the last game, <laughs> come back out then, to the table. Oh, yeah, you said I the guess Clippers. Might as well eat this hummus. You said the Clippers <laughs> pissed this one down the drain. Now, did anybody pee in the bath that you were having earlier? Did it go no. down eventually? No, no, no. no. They're, they're pretty good. The boys, they're, they're pretty good. No one wees in the bath. So that's uh, good. That's good. <laughs> that's Kurt Vile's I mean, just what an annoying game. What an annoying game that was. You weren't even watching it. <laughs> oh, but I was. I was and I wasn't because I was like, I, again, I saw that run for the, the Millsap and I'm like, this is a bit like the Rockets in the night before. It's a fake run. Okay, Kawhi Leonard is not losing this game. He's yeah. going to go and take care of it. So, uh, yeah, Well, in re-watching it, you got to admit, the Nuggets, once they oh. got a little life in them there because of sap, uh, once they got a little sap in them out of the tree... Oh, wow. 
Uh, they, they had uh, some energy, right? That's a lot of sugar in that. So uh, they, they, you know, did. They, did, they did take the game, I thought, which you're right, was shockingly, because I'm with you. They made the run. I'm like, yeah, okay. The Clippers are going to still win this game by 10. Mm-hmm. I was tweeting out, like, oh, I'm very excited for next week's Western Conference Finals <laughs> between the Lakers and Clippers. I'm like, uh-oh, what have I done now? But uh, I think the Clippers are still going to win the series. But, hey, I, you're right. I wish the Nuggets did this just one game prior. Exactly. Very, very exciting. But here they are. They did it anyway. Tass, what do you have to add? Did you even watch this game or did you take a shower? <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a, a big Paul Millsap fan. I try and get uh, the anchor man into conversations whenever I can. That's what his nickname was in Atlanta. Didn't really stick. No. Uh, but he is, uh, he, he is sort of an anchor for a team, obviously. He pulled this team. Uh, I'm not even going to. I'm not going to try a boat pun. I'm, it's way too late to try and come up with a play on words for boats. Um, Paul Millsap, yeah, you, the elbow, Marky, or Marcus Morris, dangerous with those elbows and dangerous for his team. Uh, I know we, we just saw the chin to chin, but uh, before that, Marcus Morris kind of jabbed him with an elbow. He's not going to get suspended, but it, I thought it was going to be a closeout game because. He also closed out the Dallas Mavericks, and it sure seemed like he was going to get suspended for Doc for hitting uh, Luka Doncic. Uh, so I thought this was going to be a close-up game. Uh, Paul Millsap strikes me as the type of man who would like to go home as well, uh, but I guess he didn't want to go back home. Um, and uh, yeah, the, uh, we haven't mentioned him many times. Sarah Gray brings up in the chat that we mentioned him. I, I guess it was she mentioned him in a uh, in an ad read that she did for us. But but, right. but I also mentioned him. Th- looking forward because he was, he's been so quiet thinking Michael Porter's going to take his spot. There's no way they're going to re-up Paul Millsap who signed a three-year uh, $90 million deal, this being his last year. Uh, but he did enough. Uh, obviously, the Nuggets did enough. And, and the reason why I thought uh, he wasn't going to be around is because Michael Porter Jr. is going to take his spot. And Michael Porter Jr., the reason why you love him is that he hasn't hit a shot all night and a minute 10 left, he steps up and bangs home a monstrous one. He's got that type of mentality. If you can rein him in a little bit uh, on the defensive end and figure out uh, his, his shot chart where, where his opportunities are going to come, this Denver Nuggets team could be noisy next season. I don't think mm. they're, they're coming back, but uh, he's got that attitude. <laughs> he also blocked Ivica Zubats with 40 seconds left. The ball kind of went out. Um, the The... Clippers had another opportunity. Porter got the rebound and was talking trash in the middle of a playoff game with 30 seconds left. The time is ticking down. It's a live ball. He's talking trash to Zubats. He finds the time. Uh, that's that's the kind of, you know, one of those rational confidence guys that is obviously ridiculously talented. So uh, they came away with it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think – I also didn't think it was going to happen, but um, – there wasn't a lot of uh, pep to uh, some of the other guys' step on, on this team, uh, you know. Besides, uh, besides the big guys, and, and the Nuggets matched it and, and overcame it. They probably thought the Clippers probably thought they were going home as well. I think so. I think so. This marked Denver's fourth elimination game win of the postseason. Trey, <laughs> you cannot kill them. They're, they're they're not ready to go home. They want to keep playing. They got the Clippers right where they want them. Get them down 3-1 and then storm back. That's the perfect way to do it. But they got in rhythm, and you know. Michael Porter Jr., what a hilarious game. After what he said, <laughs> that he needed to get the ball more to not score until the hugest shot of the night. And then, like Tess is saying, talking trash after the big block on Zubats. But 
Porter at least gave Michael Malone a reason to keep him out on the court because he knew he would take the shot, and he was at least giving an effort on defense. I thought the Nuggets' defense really picked up in the second half. They did a good job of making things tough on the Clippers, and they really outperformed uh, the Clippers' bench, guys. Uh, I thought it was also big, and, you know, they just made enough plays to the point where they had that big third from uh, Millsap, and that translated into the rest of the guys getting their rhythm going. They hit seven threes in the fourth quarter, and when that happens, you got to be feeling pretty good. It paid off in the end. Now we get to see what the Lakers do, Lee. Mm-hmm. Will the Lakers just follow suit? Will they wrap it up? I mean, they, they've been doing this thing where it's like, oh, okay, well, the Clippers win, well, the Lakers will win, okay? Okay, that type of thing. They've sort of been following each other here with, you know, the idea that they are on this uh, collision course in the conference finals. But now I'm fascinated to see what happens mm-hmm. on Saturday night. We're not going to podcast about it because we're already angry with the Rockets. But, uh, yeah, we will see what the Lakers do because maybe LeBron will be like, hey, 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 now we can get a little rest advantage here. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's let's bury this team now. So maybe that does make the game a little juicier on Saturday night, later tonight, I guess. <laughs> yeah, LeBron's going for the LeBron sweep. So I think okay. uh, he'll close that one cement out. It. Yeah. Good, good game from Murray, 26 points, Jokic, 22 and 14, and then, like you guys were talking about there, MPJ with the big shot, and Paul Millsap maybe, uh, maybe saving their season. Amazing. Incredible stuff. All right, let's take one more quick break. This is going to sound sick. But literally the first thing I thought about this morning was doing a Manscaped ad read. Lying in bed, my eyes still closed, thinking about Manscaped. Hard going to sleep even last night, knowing that Clippers Nuggets was a wow. reality. Wow. Jabal Furry versus Landry Shave It. Montrez <laughs> No Harrell versus Shave Some Plumleys. The Manscaped Mega Bowl is here. Whew. But LA is well rested and very good. So Clippers Nuggets may be cut short. And if you're looking to clip your nugs short, let me tell you a little bit about the Lawnmower 3.0 cordless body trimmer. With its ceramic blade and skin safe technology, the Lawnmower 3.0 acts like a PJ bulldozer to make you less Harry Garris. And don't forget your ball balls. When you order the perfect package 3.0, not only do you get the Lawnmower 3.0, you also get the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. Give the boys a little Pat Patterson and you're fresh all day. Plus, you get some performance boxer briefs and you know it, a travel bag to use when your team is sent home from the bubble, but Manscaped does more than just nuggets. They legitimately just released some clippers. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit and it's the perfect add-on to the perfect package. You get slashed, tipped, tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Your hands will be in tip-top shape whether you're eating wings at Magic City or handling your Rodney Magruder. <laughs> right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THEATHLETIC at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code THEATHLETIC20. Take your grooming game to the next level. Eliminate dick slivers with Manscaped. <laughs> Okay, time for Tweet of the Very Late Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. All right, we're going somewhere else with the Tweet of the Night, the Tweet of the Day, whatever, Tweet of the Afternoon. I'm um, not going to focus on the games, though there were a lot of great tweets, of course, about the games. No, instead, we got some news, and this tweet, there were a lot of variations of this tweet, but I love this one from at Dragonfly Jones. Rockets really got a DNP horny, one of their best bench players. This shit is wild as hell. The NBA announced on Friday that Rockets forward Danwell House 
is it am i saying that right i know it's yes, a really I weird name so. Dan- yeah it's like manuel but a duh yeah thank you so danwell yeah. not daniel danwell no. yeah danwell house will be leaving the bubble in orlando after an alleged unauthorized visit at houston's team hotel House had a guest in his hotel room over multiple hours on September 8th who was not authorized to be on campus. The NBA wrote in a statement on Friday, no evidence was found that other players or staff had contact with the guest or were involved in this incident. House, as we know, was listed um, out for games three and four due to, at the, versus Lakers due to personal reasons. So here's another one. This was a tough blow to the Rockets. Um, Could have went with that for Tweet of the Night. There were a lot of variations on that one. But what do you guys think? House is gone. Just straight up told to go. Lee, you shocked by this or uh, is this the right move? Uh, I'm a little shocked that he's booted out of the entire bubble. I thought they might have just quarantined him while the Rockets are still technically alive. Um, But I wonder then if he maybe lied about something or it was the way that it was brought in. I'm not really sure because... It seems a little bit strange that she was able to get in so far if she was a tester, um, because I'm assuming at some point the testers uh, have been in other rooms. I'm not sure no. they go in their rooms. No. Yeah, I, but anyway. she wasn't. She wasn't authorized to be in the bubble, right? So that's. Yeah, but wasn't that, that, she a tester though? I think that part was I fake. Think, yeah, that, I so think she, that okay. that has passed. That report has been right. Okay, un- the bubble was compromised, just like Trey Kirby said it would be in our NBA bubble predictions way back in uh, July. Is that right? June, June, Jeez. June. Hey, man, call the Trey. It's easier to sneak somebody in than to sneak out of somewhere. There's no doubt about it because you go out in the in public, people could see you. Jack Harlow could put up an Instagram story of you at. A famous strip club, you know, that thing could happen easily, but sneaking somebody in, you think that's smart and smooth, except for the fact that there's cameras literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is this is up there with uh, Michael Beasley and Mario Chalmers getting busted at the rookie orientation program years and years and years ago for NBA off-court, uh, off-court uh, scandal that's like, you know, just a horny guy, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean... I am a little... Um, okay, was he sent home? Did the NBA say, get out of here, get out of the bubble? Or did he, like, did he sort of leave because they were going to be like, well, you're going to have to quarantine for 10 days? It sounded like they sent him. Did they? Okay. Yeah. I was a little unclear about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they just said, get out of here. Get, hey, guess. horny guy, get out of here. <laughs> hey, horny guy. Too horny. Hey, hey, no house calls in this hotel. Mm-hmm. House. Um, and, you know, interesting part with all this, actually... Is we're, the Rockets were in their own hotel still. Like, they were the last team remaining in one of those Disney hotels where all the other teams are, I guess, in in the in another one. Um, so maybe that allowed this unauthorized person a little easier access to us. Though maybe she still came through the grates. I don't know. Maybe she dropped down like Michigan Possible style. Sure. <laughs> uh, what a mystery. What a, a mystery. Uh, it is surprising that something somewhat similar somebody coming into the bubble hasn't happened earlier they have been down there for two plus months and this occurs here in the middle of september it will go down in nba lore as trey mentioned sort of in that rookie orientation category that that type of thing but it'll stay on that sort of level it's not going to be a monstrous story in nba lore i don't think because of who it is daniel house also no receipts. There's no media. No no photos. Uh, no video. Right. I think the bigger mystery is how you pronounce Daniel House's first sure, name because sure. I just I just checked all the websites. I've always thought it was Daniel House. Dan U 
E L L E. Yeah. And that's what it that's what it says on the on the old internet. So I'm going with that, and I'm just changing the topic. Uh, Do because, you? <laughs> well, let me ask this. Do you think this could hurt his career? at all lee or um am i reaching with that like could this have an impact on obviously making a pretty dumb decision here yeah uh, to do allegedly what he did i mean again he's been in that bubble for a lot of months and he tried okay, to oh, okay hold on okay, to hold on horny in. dog i know you're showing off your arms here but uh he's I, I a mean, professional <laughs> they I, have know, I know i know but everybody young, else is following he's a young man as well and you know i mean you sort of <laughs> he's not that young come on man how old right? is he come what, you think, so you think someone's going to not give him a contract again because of this? Well, I'm I, asking. I, I just asked no. the question. Yeah, I don't. Th- I think it'll be fine. I think if he, okay, if, if he can play, he'll get a contract. I don't think uh, you know what he did was super, super bad. I mean, it's not drugs. It's not you know alcohol where he's, he's you know or he's violent or anything like that. He's just a little bit frisky. <laughs> Happens to all of us. You know? Yeah, but you could also argue it kind of took the wind out of the Rockets' sails. They yeah. had their worst performance after ever after everything started coming out. And I mean, the guy's—he's a solid role player, but he's not super well established in the league. That's yeah. that's what I'm saying. I was like, I mean, it's obviously unprofessional what he did here. It's, it's a it's a was a dumb decision. So does that is that a stain on his uh, you know track record moving forward, or is it like yeah maybe someone will be like yeah don't worry about it. Yeah, I, I think. I, I, think I mean, you know, I, I, I don't think he's sort of. He's he was a sort of guy looking at a max contract or anything like that. Anyway, he's a he's a role player. So um, yeah, I mean, he proved he can shoot the three. He was good for the Rockets. So someone will take a chance on him. Someone will give him another chance. All right, I hope so. I really do. I really. It's just do. an interesting decision to make. They got there in the middle of July, and it's two full months, and they're going to be going home very soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. so but this is the interesting part of this story oh, I feel like that how long has this been going on mm. is a, is an interesting part. Like I, it was this like just happened like before game 3? I don't know. Things I have I've read and heard it's like maybe this was going on a little bit longer and he just got caught then. Um well, that's in Shams' report as well, right? right. That uh, there's a growing belief among executives that this is not an isolated incident. Does right. that mean just with regards to House or with regards to everybody in the bubble? Right, yeah, right, right, right. That's it. That's true. And and so if, if that's the case, yeah, is someone uh, then played to be the fall guy, right? Uh, you know, painted to be the fall guy, I should say. And, and it's, okay, well, it's you. All right, man, get out of here. Uh, it's very weird. You're right. The whole timing, if it hadn't been going on for a long time, it is very odd timing that you're your season is almost done. You're basically going to be leaving in a couple days. I get it, Horny Ellis up there in your uh, tank top, man. But just you can can you not last with those long locks for a couple more days? <laughs> just get your lawnmower 3.0 and figure it out. No, uh, nah, you know, I mean, you get a bit frisky and you try to work around the system. I mean, that, that's probably why they keep they're, saying frisky. Well, yeah, everyone gets a bit frisky after a while, don't you? I mean, sure. you know. <laughs> It's natural. It's human nature, man. <laughs> man. You see if you can go three months without, you know, getting involved and, and not even having like that company and companion around you. Sure. Just even a hug I would have liked. Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. You miss that uh, human touch, that human connection. Remember, there was a point, uh, a topic on our show in, in May was, are teams going to high five? Are players going to high five each other? Mm. Talking about the human yeah. connection, there's a lot of human connection out there. There's yeah. a lot of high fives out there. <laughs> there a is. lot of they didn't stop high fiving. <laughs> I think I think this is a sign we could wrap up this podcast. Yeah. 
Although I can a, talk uh, about Skeetsy all night. Yeah. Well, apparently you got a uh, shout out on uh, on Inside the NBA. People in this comments are saying. What did they throw me on the gone fishing boat or uh, something maybe. like that? My standing there. Mm, yeah. Saying nice. Skeets inside the NBA shout out. That's that's all they're saying. Oh, so. well, thank no. you. Uh, to, yeah. to, I'm assuming Ernie because I don't think the other three guys know my name. <laughs> um, so it's either the graphics department throwing me in something You're or standing it's right Johnson. there in the middle. What is it? A uh, gone, gone fishing? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I don't know, JD. <laughs> right you, in the middle. Can you throw this up for us live right here on YouTube? Can you do it? Hold on, JD. Are you sleeping? Are you even there? <laughs> We're not really sure. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Thanks to the Inside the NBA. Thanks to everybody that was uh, involved in hashtag Stand with Skeets. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun, actually, uh, getting to share, like, resharing all the images on Instagram for the most part. I didn't do it too much on Twitter, but uh, you guys are great. You guys are great. A lot of fun. Okay, let's call it there. Um, this podcast, it's going to have to, you know, keep you uh, fulfilled enough for Saturday. We hope you've enjoyed it. Just listen to it again, because there's not going to be a podcast on Saturday night, not doing another bubble wrapper stuff like that right now. We're not even going to really talk about the Houston Rockets Lakers game. We already uh, made that clear on, well, yesterday's, you know what I'm talking about, the, the podcast before this one. Anyway, we're not going to have a daily podcast on Sunday, but we are going to have a little bonus one, Lee. We are going to drop your pop and packs with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is something to look forward to on Sunday. Um, another reason I can't do a Sunday podcast, I'm helping my buddy Jared run a virtual Boston Marathon <laughs> at like 7 in the morning, and it's going to take a couple hours. So I don't even, wouldn't be you able live to streaming it. it, man? Come on. People will I'll, tune uh, in. I'll um, definitely take some photos. You don't want me to live stream that? That would not be that entertaining, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Follow me on uh, Instagram. At J.E. Skeets. I'll get something up there, but that's going to be a fun day. So we'll be back on Monday. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. There I am on the boat. Oh, on Nick the boat. Nurse is ripped. <laughs> hey, Lee, hey, Lee, if you were in yeah. a bubble for three months without your wife, uh, what, what do you think about that Nick Nurse photo there? Yeah. Yeah, he's looking pretty good there, yeah. uh, Nicky. He, yeah. uh, I think he does a lot of squats, Nick Nurse, because he's always <laughs> squatting on the sidelines. <laughs> So I think he, uh, I think he gets his squats in. Trey, you still do yours in the shower? What's a shower? <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised that Nick Nurse went with uh, the championship pinks for the game tonight. Mm. Shows up in a pink polo. Mm-hmm. You got to be feeling confident, but uh, wasn't so. to be. I guess so. So anyway, we got the popping packs coming on Sunday. On Monday, we're back, of course, uh, as the conference finals. I mean, I guess they get started on Tuesday, but we'll get into the Heat Celtics. Eastern Conference Finals, we'll do our preview and predictions there. I guess in theory, correct me if I'm wrong, Tass, we could be doing the Western Conference Finals uh, preview as well. Is that right? I'm very confused. Yeah, Sunday, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, it could. It could because the Lakers yeah, and Clippers right. could close out their yeah, season. Yeah, so, that's the thing. If the Nuggets drag it out, it might be uh, later in the week. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true. Um, so it would work perfectly if Monday is our Conference Finals preview and predictions pod for both conferences, but we will see. Thank you so much to everyone joining us here tonight live on YouTube. I know it's very, very late for some of you. Really appreciate it. We will be back on Sunday with a little bonus pop and packs, and then on Monday, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, the Raptors are still and forever will be the NBA's longest reigning single season champions due to COVID-19. Embrace the night, people. Stay.